Hi everyone, it's Ruth. And as you may or may not know, I am a yoga teacher. And a lot of things that apply to a yoga practice also apply to life. So today, today's podcast is about how to do yoga, but anywhere you want, substitute how to do life because a lot of it, a lot of it applies. And I'll just give you a bit of a warning. There is going to be some sarcasm and a lot of satire following this. Don't say I didn't warn you. So the other day, a friend had said to me that she would come back to yoga, but she couldn't right now because she had gained some weight. Seriously. Because that's how yogis roll. The other day, a woman tried to pass as a size two so she could take one of my classes. She was clearly a size four and had less than a one inch thigh gap the nerve of some people. I sent her on her way and reminded her quite firmly that yoga is only for willowy tall women with long flowing hair, large breasts that do not need any form of support other than a skin tight lulu top, rock hard abs, and a tasteful ohm tattooed on their perfectly pedicured feet. Also, if you show up in an outfit that costs less than $400, you'll either have to leave or buy a new, more yoga-appropriate outfit from our retail racks. Oh, right. And if you can't already do every pose perfectly, don't even drive to the studio. Get yourself a DVD and practice yoga by yourself alone in the dark where no one can see you. Also, if you eat meat, eat gluten, consume dairy, have not been on a juice fast in the last 24 hours, have body fat or a BMI over 12, do not own a juicer, do not make your own kombucha, do not have kale snacks in your Lulu bag, remember what refined sugar tastes like, use anything but essential oils for health care, do not have a profound connection with your chakras, are wearing anything other than Tom's shoes on your feet, can't fluently speak, read, and communicate in Sanskrit, cannot already wrap both ankles around your neck, engage in any behavior that is un-yogi-like, then don't even think about coming to class. Pull yourself together. And yes, that was all satire. That was all sarcasm. And all of it has a grain of truth to it. People will make so many excuses about why they can't do something. And I'm talking about yoga, but this is about life as well. Why do we do this? People will say, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. I'm not in shape. I don't have anything to wear. I don't know any poses. I don't know Sanskrit. I can't stand to look at my body in a mirror because I'm not perfect and I'm not going to step onto a yoga mat until I am. But we do this to ourselves just with life. I can't possibly take on this new thing. I don't know how to do it. Uh, Picasso said, I am always doing things I cannot do. That is how I learn to do them. So yoga, life, recovery. Maybe you have never recovered before. Maybe you have never stopped drinking successfully before. That absolutely does not mean that you cannot do it. Maybe you have never taken a yoga class before. Same. Maybe you have never learned a second language You can still do all these things. You are not too old. Your body is not the wrong size. 
Your skill level, the outfits that you wear, the cars that you drive make absolutely no difference in your ability to do something new. Now, just in case, because I get this, people will say, well, it's easy for me to say, I already have a yoga practice and I do admit to the kombucha habit and I even admit to brewing it myself. But I also have a deep and abiding love for all things gluten. I love sugar, so gluten and sugar donuts, I think are pretty much the ideal food. I have not done a juice cleanse. And I also have all that body image self-talk. I don't like the way parts of my body look at certain angles in mirrors. My hair is a frizzy mess on a good day. And my skin has wrinkles. I have bags under my eyes, bags big enough to store snacks in. And I'm coming back from a surgery that pretty much disabled me for two years. And I still managed to hobble together a yoga practice. And again, substitute yoga for life here or yoga for recovery. And here are a list of things that don't matter. And this is a paraphrased list from Brian Kest. He, along with Baron Baptiste, developed a form of yoga called power yoga, which doesn't really matter what kind of yoga that is. But he speaks pretty straightforwardly. So here are all the things that yoga doesn't care about, that your life doesn't care about, that your recovery does not care about. What your hair looks like, the clothing you're wearing. If you're a vegetarian, if you eat meat, or even know what kombucha is. Doesn't care if you show up cranky or exhausted, what religion you believe in, if you don't believe in any religion at all. Doesn't care what the color of your skin is or what gender you choose to love. The jewelry you wear, mala beads, diamonds, silver, none. Doesn't care what the tag on the back of your clothing says. Doesn't care how much money you have, what house you live in, what car you drive. Doesn't care if you fart, Doesn't care if you drink superfood smoothies or coconut water, if you hide out in the back of the room or sit front and center. Doesn't care if you smoke cigarettes. Doesn't care if you cry, if you need to get some water. Doesn't care if your monkey mind takes over 500 times a minute. Doesn't care if you shake, are cranky, are mad doesn't care if you spend the entire time sitting quietly in the corner, doesn't care what political party you vote for, whether you are single, divorced, or something in between, doesn't care if you like roomy poetry, doesn't care if you like your teacher, doesn't care where you buy your groceries, where you eat food, or what your body looks like. None of these things matter. All of these things are on the outside. The only thing that matters if you want to take a yoga class, if you want to do life so it's not miserable, if you want to enter recovery, is your ability to walk in and know that you are teachable. To come in with an open mind, to know that there is something that you can learn. 
and be willing to accept that maybe some opinions that you have about yourself and about the world might need some adjusting, especially the ones where you're giving yourself a really hard time, where you say, I'm too this, or I'm not enough that, or I can't possibly, where I don't have any power. I couldn't possibly leave this relationship because of money, because of this. I can't possibly stop drinking because then I would never have fun again in my life. None of these things are true. And if you sit quietly with yourself, you know. People might say it takes a long time to make a decision. But if you think about it, you know that moment when you made a decision, that moment where everything else fell away and you knew what you had decided to do. And the word itself, decision, comes from decise, which means to cut away from other possibilities. All you need to do is decide. And that just takes a moment. So sit still with yourself. Examine some of these stories that you're telling yourself. That you're not this, you're too much that, you don't have enough of this, you can't bear to go without that. Examine those stories for what they are. They're stories that we tell ourselves. They're stories that we tell ourselves that keep us small and safe and keep us from moving forward. The only problem is with things like drinking or substance abuse, those stories can actually kill you. They can make you ill. They can make you lose those precious relationships in your life. So examine the stories you're telling yourself and then put them up to the light. Maybe you're not a size two. Maybe you don't have perfect teeth or hair. Maybe your life isn't what you think it should be. But you're the person who's in charge of that. You get to decide what you think. You get to decide what you do. You get to decide what goes on in your own head. You decide which thoughts you want to keep and which stories you want to let go. And if you're sick and tired, if you are so done with wearing this mask of always appearing perfect, always looking great on the outside, pretending that you're in control when clearly you are falling apart, if you are so done that this is over. You cannot live like this anymore. If you have decided, I'm done. I can't do this. Give me a call. I have a 30-minute clarity call. We can talk about options. We can talk about a path forward. My website is chatwithruth.com. Go there if you're done. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you just cannot do another day of this bull, Hang in there. I'm Ruth. I'm the recovery coach, and we'll talk soon.